0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is all about what to do when you have wedding regrets. I did a past episode on the nine most common wedding regrets and what you can do to avoid them. So this is kind of a follow-up to that episode, but speaking specifically to people who are planning their weddings in 2020, 2021, uh, probably 2022, and sort of the big major decisions that you have to make when you're planning in this super fun pandemic time and what happens if you end up regretting them so i'm thinking about people who choose to downsize maybe they decide to elope and hold a reception later or just do a really small intimate wedding people who decide to postpone and postpone again and postpone again Uh, people who decide to do a virtual wedding Making those decisions, and then maybe the day comes and you realize, oh, wait, we didn't have to do that. We should have waited. We should have made a different call, and now we totally regret it. So, those are sort of the main um, regrets I'm going to be chatting about today. I'm also going to go into some other wedding regrets, like, you know, outfits and vendors and things like that at the end of the episode. Um, But, sort of, the thinking that I'm going to (laughs) go through here is kind of relevant to any wedding decision that you might make and end up regretting, but I'll mostly be focusing on sort of these pandemic related uh, decisions because that's just where everyone is at right now. So let's dive in. So the first thing I wanna say is, and you've heard this a million times, hindsight is twenty twenty. It is so easy to look back and say, oh, yeah, we, you know, why didn't we do this? We should have done that. Why didn't we do that other thing? Mm, things could have gone this way. But the true fact is, you know, at the time when you made the decision, you didn't know any better. You you didn't have all the information. You didn't have a crystal ball. You had no idea what was coming living through uh, 2020 and 2021 um, has really taught us all that like, we have no clue. There are so many things I've said that, you know, two weeks later have turned out to be completely false. I just had no idea what was coming down the barrel. So it is impossible to try to predict what's going to happen. And the best you can do is, you know, making a decision in the moment with the information that you had. So when you look back, um, I think it's really important to honor that decision and honor the fact that you really did do your best with with all the information you had at the time with all you know the power and the mental capacity and abilities that you had you made the best decision and and honor that and not just look back and you know try to you know kick past you for for making a decision that wasn't so great because you really you did your best with what you had and just giving yourself some grace knowing that um Nobody has a a crystal ball that there really is no way to know what would have happened. So if you're really upset that you did decide to postpone or downsize or go virtual or whatever it is, you know, you made that decision at that time because it was the best decision you could make. I also want to remind you that it's not just about looking back. I know it's so easy to, you know, you get to your wedding day and you, you know, are just saying, oh, like, why don't we make a better decision for today? But what about in that moment? you know, when you did decide, let's say you decided to postpone. um, And then turns out your original wedding day was actually fine. All restrictions have, you know, gone away, things are safer, you could have had your wedding. So you're kicking yourself, you're saying, why do we postpone? Like, you know, it costs us money, we lost all these great vendors, now we have to keep wedding planning for such a long time, we're such idiots, what were we doing? But it's not just about you know, looking back. It's about looking at that moment when you actually decided to postpone. Where were you at in that moment? Were you super stressed, you know, every day refreshing the CDC website, um, fielding questions from all 200 of your guests saying, oh, what's happening? What's happening? Uh, Were you just like, you know, losing sleep, getting into fights with your partner, just super, super anxious all the time. And then the minute you made that decision to postpone, this like wave of relief just sort of washed over you and you went, oh my gosh, okay. That's it. Like, you know, I've pushed it out to 2022. I don't have to be stressed anymore. I can just let things go because there's something to be said for that it's so um it's so important that you are mindful of like what that decision did for you in the moment not just how things ended up playing out if i can have a little aside here um i just share something from my own life my partner and i were living abroad when the pandemic first started and we had to decide to either uh, move back home to north america or to stay abroad and it was such a tough decision and every single day i was refreshing all the different government websites um, Um, just trying to figure out what we should do, what we should do. Our families were, you know, calling us all the time. We were super stressed, not sleeping, uh, really just struggling in our daily life. And we did decide to come back to North America to come home. And the minute we made that decision, it was a little bit stressful, you know, finding flights, figuring out uh, how to get back and, you know, canceling our lease and our internet and our banks and our phones and flying with our dog and all that other stuff. So that part was all stressful. But just making that decision to come back to North America was really relieving in the moment. Because as soon as we decided to do it, it was like, okay, we're done. We don't have to keep deciding every single day, whether we should stay, we've decided to go and that's it. That's the end of the story. And you know, when we first did come back home, I was still watching the news from where were we were living, where we were living abroad, and uh, you know, COVID was actually going really well in that country. Restrictions were lifting, and I was sort of thinking, "Oh, like, oh, we were such idiots. Like, why didn't we just stay? It would have been really fun. We could have enjoyed a few more months living there before we had to return to North America." Um, but that's, you know, that's that hindsight talking, right? That's looking back at it. But in the moment, it was really relieving and less stressful and more joyful for us to make the decision to come back home. So it's the same with your decision on your wedding, whether you decided to postpone or downsize or whatever it is, um, thinking about how that decision served you in the moment and how it hopefully helped you made, you know, things more relieving, less stressful, maybe, maybe you decided not to postpone, maybe that was the decision. And for you, that was really great, because it kept the hope alive, and you were able to keep planning or something like that. The next point I want to make on this is that your wedding day will never be perfect. So even if you postponed when you didn't have to or downsized when you didn't have to or went virtual when you didn't have to or if you've done the opposite of all of those things, there was always going to be something that was going to go wrong on your wedding day. Every single person says that the wedding day is not perfect, just no matter what, even if you had made all the right decisions, something would have happened. The limo would have been late, your hair would have looked horrible, the cake would have fallen down, your pants wouldn't have fit, something, something was going to happen. So, you know, there, there was no way to get out of this 100% scot-free no matter what any decision you made, and I think that's kind of relieving to actually think of, you know, there's there's something that's not within my control that is gonna go wrong, that is gonna make my wedding day not perfect, and that's okay because it's just like any other day with you know um, humans who make mistakes all the time. Another thing to think about is that it could have actually gone the other way. So let's say you know, okay, you made the decision. It's April twenty twenty one right now um you made the decision to postpone your july 2021 wedding until july 2022 let's say we get to july 2021 and actually you know things are fine restrictions are lifted your venue is is working like it used to and you could have gone ahead with it you didn't have to postpone so you're totally kicking yourself you're so mad but you know thinking about it it could have gone the other way you had no idea right what happens if Case counts still kept going higher, restrictions were still in place, vaccine distribution wasn't as fast as we had all hoped, and July 2021 was even, you know, even a worse lockdown. Then all of a sudden, you're kicking yourself for not postponing, because now, you know, you're stuck with this wedding you didn't really want, or you're losing money. So there's really, again, there's no way to know. No one's got that crystal ball. It really could have gone either way. And I think that's kind of <laughs> a sad exercise, but actually like a really relieving one to think that, you know, you made the best decision you could, and you had no idea which way things were going to go. So what do you do now? You're at that point, you know, your original wedding day or whatever, it's here and you are upset. <laughs> you, Even though you believe that hindsight is 2020, you know, you made the right decision in the moment, you know, your wedding day is not going to be perfect. You're still upset because you you regret what you did you regret the decision. So I think uh, one really important thing to do is to find the joy in your decision. So what were the pros, even if it's not, you know, looking back hindsight 2020, there's no way you could have known, but it's not the decision you maybe wanted to make. But what were the pros of making that decision? So for example, if you decided to downsize, maybe the pros are you actually get to talk to all of your guests at your wedding because you have, you know, 25 people there instead of 125. So it's actually nice, you get to catch up with everyone. Maybe you got to save a ton of money because you got to, you know, only order dinner for 25 people instead of 125 people. That's a huge pro. If you decided to postpone maybe the pro is that you have more time to plan maybe you there's a bunch of things that you wanted to incorporate in your wedding that you just didn't have time for you also have more time to save if you're trying to save up money to afford your wedding and you're guaranteeing everyone's safety which is you know priceless If you decided to go virtual, maybe the pro is that there are some people who got to attend your ceremony who, you know, if you had invited them in person, they would have had to RSVP no for, you know, whatever reasons, COVID reasons, travel reasons, conflicts, whatever it was, but they actually got to be there. So that's super cool. And now you have this great memory. So many of the virtual uh, ceremonies are recorded. So you have this like beautiful keepsake of your wedding, especially if you didn't get a videographer. This is really nice to have that recorded version of your ceremony and it usually includes all of your virtual guests you know cheering you on writing you nice messages so that's super sweet so there's always you know a pro to every decision that you made there's always some joy that you can find in it so really try to focus on that joy and if you're still feeling the regret you still are you know upset with the decision that was made you can always redo it you can have another wedding So many people during this COVID time are doing the, you know, official legal ceremony now. And then they're going to have this big, huge reception party when they can. So you can always do that. If you downsized and you regret it, go ahead and have that big party later. If you postponed and you regret it, go ahead and have a small party now. If you went virtual and you regret it, you can have an anniversary party in, you know, a year or five years or whatever it is. You can always do like a wedding redo, you know, obviously within your own budget and life restraints. I don't know if you are moving or going back to school or having a family or whatever it is, but you can always have some sort of other celebration that is more to your liking if you really are upset with the decision that you made. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. All right, so we sort of talked about the sort of major wedding regrets, especially uh, in this time of, you know, planning during a pandemic that people are having. So, you know, choosing to downsize, choosing to postpone, choosing to go virtual. But what about other wedding regrets? I know um, you can really regret, I guess, any decision you make for your wedding, any part of your wedding, you could come to regret. So overall, I mean, the advice is kind of the same, right? You want to give yourself grace. You made the best decision you could in the moment with the information you had. You want to remind yourself that it'll never be perfect, even if you had your whole life to plan this wedding, which would just be the most painful thing. Uh, it's never gonna be perfect. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. You, you know, it it just won't happen. Perfection is is not real. And then focusing on the pro of what you do have. But let's go through some of the other. Um, Um, parts of a wedding where regrets seem to be a little bit more common. Um, And I did do an episode a little while back called nine uh, common wedding regrets and how to ensure like you don't have those regrets. So head back to that episode just to see what sort of the common wedding regrets are and make sure that you can get ahead of them before your big day. So outfits. This is one I see all the time in the wedding Facebook groups. Um, Most often brides will be posting and they'll say, oh my goodness, I'm having dress regret. You know, I bought this two years ago and I just tried it back on and I hate it so much. And (laughs) that sucks because often this is a situation where the bride has paid thousands and thousands of dollars for their dress and they either don't have the money or they don't have the time to go and get something else. So My first piece of advice on this would just be, once you have purchased your dress, stop shopping, stop looking, you know, X out of all of those Pinterest boards, get off Kleinfeld's website, stop watching Say Yes to the Dress, don't go into the shops anymore. It's kind of like the advice they always give on Say Yes to the Dress, which is, you know, once you found your fiance, did you keep going out on dates? Of course not. Like you found, you found your person. Same with your dress. You found your dress. So stop looking. Because if you do keep shopping, yeah, odds are you are going to find another dress out there, but it might take, you know. 40 more visits to different salons, like there's always going to be something else that you will feel beautiful in, that you will look great in. It's not like we all have that one outfit, you know, in our closet where we're like, okay, I look great in this and everything else I look crap in. Like, it's possible. (laughs) There probably is a better dress out there. But do you want to spend, you know, months of uh, trying ons and appointments and fittings and flying all around the country, all around the world to try to find this dress to get a better deal? Like, no, let it go. (laughs) Don't let this consume you and take over your wedding planning. Just accept that, you know, you have found a great option, you look great in it, you are hopefully happy with the price that you paid. And that sure, there's other stuff out there that you would look beautiful in, but you also look beautiful in the outfit that you have chosen. So you know, you'll never probably be 150% satisfied if you keep looking. But if you stop looking, then you will be. (laughs) Uh, Another option would be, you know, to try to not go dress shopping until you're really set in your wedding. I know so many people who got engaged in, you know, 2020, and they've just decided, okay, we're going to wait for this whole COVID thing to be over. We're not even going to set a date yet. um, And we probably won't get married till like 2023. So like three years away, we're going to be engaged for three years. And they think, oh, well, in the meantime, I might as well go look for a dress, no harm in that. They go out, they, you know, fall in love with the dress, they buy it. And then, you know, two, three years later, they're trying it on and they go, oh, wait a minute, like, I, you know, this isn't my style anymore. I hate these sleeves. I wanted a different color. I wanted a different design. I thought we were going to get married in the summer. Turns out it's going to be a winter wedding. Now I have this really, you know, strapless thin dress or whatever it is. So definitely, if you can, try to get some wedding planning under your belt, have a better idea of what your wedding is going to look like, and even just be closer to your wedding. Because obviously your style is going to change over the years if you go out and buy a dress today and have to wear it, you know, five years from now, that just might not be your style anymore. So don't stress about getting the dress. uh, And I'm saying dress here, whatever you're wearing, suit, dress, jeans, jacket, skirt, shorts, whatever. Um, Not just speaking to brides, anyone, whatever outfit it is, try to wait until you have some wedding planning under your belt so you know what your wedding's going to look like. And wait till you're a little bit closer to your wedding date so your style is kind of the same. And of course, you know, try to go with something that is, you know, a classic dress that, or dress, sorry, suit outfit that's going to look great on you and is not something super contingent on like, oh, this, you know, came down the runway just this year. We've never seen this before. It's super fashion forward and avant-garde unless that's you if that is your style then amazing another thing you could do if really you are unhappy with it but it's too late you know you don't have time to change anything out you can't afford it look into accessories a lot of outfits can totally change based on the accessories you might look into getting like a veil or a jacket or a belt or a cape there's so many options I'm sure a bridal uh, bridal salons or suit stores or just a fancy formal wear store would be happy to sell you lots and lots of options to change up your look. You could also look at getting an inexpensive second outfit. I know a lot of people change Um, from the reception, or sorry, from the ceremony to the reception, they'll change into a second look. Um, So if that is something you can afford, and you can probably just get something a little bit cheaper, maybe online, keep it under, you know, $100, $200, $300, whatever your budget is, that's an option too, then at least you have um, a second look, maybe one that is more your current style, and you can get some photos in that look as well. Okay, moving on to the next category, I've got decor. So, same advice as with the outfit. Once you've sort of settled on your decor, stop looking, <laughs> close out of Pinterest, get off Etsy, X out of Amazon and Facebook Marketplace and all those other things. Because once, you know, once the decor is yours, you've made your purchase, you've shipped it to yourself, it really is such a hassle to try to get rid of it and to start over and to start fresh. So, again, like the outfit, don't start buying decor until you have a better idea of what your wedding is is going to look like, it would be silly for you to go out and get, um, I don't know, a bunch of uh, huge candelabras and then you decide you're going to have your reception on the beach Um, or, I don't know, picnic blankets and then you decide you're going to have your reception in a very grand ballroom. Um, So make sure you have an idea of exactly what your wedding is going to look like any sort of theme or colors or things like that. Um, Have that all decided on before you start shopping for decor. And wait till you're a little bit closer to your wedding. Um, then you'll have a better idea of just your priorities. I know so many people who are like, oh, I just got engaged. And like the next day I went on Facebook Marketplace and I saw somebody was selling, uh, you know, candle holders. So I bought 300 of them. And it's like, you don't have a date. You have no idea what your wedding's gonna look like. But now you have 300 candle holders that you have to like store in your house for the next however many months. Um, That would stress me out. I would not want that. So I think decor is something that really doesn't need to be purchased right away at the beginning. So do try to wait, of course, if you're at that period where you're saying like, Oh, that's great, Ashley, where were you, you know, 12 months ago when I already made this decision. So if it's too late, you, you know, you purchased whatever it is, and you totally regret it, you hate it, it's not your style, you're going for a different look, Um, you do have some options. So of course, You can uh, change it out, speak to your vendors. If it's a situation where, you know, you've purchased or you've rented something from a vendor, maybe it's like a furniture company and you're renting a bunch of couches, see if they can just switch them out. Say like, hey, you know, we're looking for a more boho look. Do you have anything? Um anything like that hopefully it's not a problem if they have you know a big stock of items and nothing's been you know specially purchased just for you shouldn't be a problem to switch them out of course if you have the budget you could always just purchase brand new decor and try to do something with your other decor you could also try to sell your decor uh Facebook marketplace, Etsy, Amazon, eBay, all those places, lots of options to try to sell your decor. If you aren't able to get like a return or an exchange or a refund. And then you could also do some DIY projects. Uh, I did do a recent episode on this called To DIY or Not To DIY. Highly suggest you give that one a listen before you commit yourself to a bunch of DIY projects, especially if you are already stressed and not happy with your decor. Uh, There's a good chance the DIY is not the right avenue for you. So give that episode a listen. Okay, moving on to the venue. So this is a huge one. The venue is, you know, most often the thing you book first. It's the thing you have to book in order to guarantee your date. Um, Just as a sidebar to this, I see so many people saying, oh, we can't decide on a date or, oh, you know, we've picked a date, but we don't have anything else yet. No, no, no. The venue picks your date. (laughs) I mean, unless you are so, so committed to this one date and you're happy to shop around for, um, any venue that has availability. But more often than not, you kind of pick a general timeline, you'll say, Oh, okay, we want, you know, spring 2022. And then you start venue shopping, and the venue will tell you what dates they have available in spring 2022. And that's how you get your wedding date, you don't have to have a date plucked out of thin air ahead of time. So just Little sidebar on that, um, but when you do go into booking a venue, make sure that you are reading the fine print, especially in these COVID times with all of the postponements and downsizing and all that. Make sure you're reading the fine print. You're really, really comfortable with everything that you're signing. Do your research ahead of time. Read reviews. Go on tours. Pop the name of the venue into local Facebook groups and see if anyone has any feedback on them. If you know you still are upset, you're regretting it. You booked a venue, you absolutely hate it. Uh, reach out to them. What can they do? To to make it better? Is it something, could you bring in, you know, some decor that's going to change the look? Could you um, add transportation to your budget? If it's an issue of the venue being too far away, could you charter a bus or something like that to help out your guests? Is it the food? Are you not happy with the food? Maybe you can bring in like a food truck or something like that, but chat with your venue, see what the options are. um, in, In short of actually, you know, building a new a new space and and changing its location, they should be able to work with you on, on most other things because they want you to be happy and hopefully they have options that will help you get there. Okay, next we've got just vendors in general. So I'm not going to go through each individual vendor, but you know who I'm talking about your DJs, your bands, your florists, your planners, your hair and makeup people, all those people. Um, just like the venue, you want to do your research, read your reviews. Um, if you're able to do, I know like hair and makeup trials, things like that, sampling the cake, um, from the baker, do all of that, do that homework, read the fine print, make sure you are comfortable with what you're signing. And if it's, you know, if your regret is like, oh, you know, we said we wanted, Um, this sort of cake, and now our baker is telling us they don't have that kind of cake, go through your contract and see if they're not able to deliver, you know, what was promised, what you signed on, you're probably able to get out of that. Um, If it's, you know, any sort of a legal issue where they're not fulfilling their end of the contract, you should be able to get out of it. Um, Hopefully, your vendor is, you know, reasonable and will work with you and either change things up or give you a discount or let you out of your contract without paying any fees, you may have to Uh, look into asking a lawyer for some help. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, But again, with these vendors, you know, just doing your research, making sure you're super comfortable with what you're signing. And if there are any issues ahead of the wedding, just uh, talking to them because, you know, vendors are they're real humans too, who are just trying to pay their rent or their mortgage and make a living. So I'm sure they want to work with you to make things as, as good as they can be. The very last thing that you might have some wedding regrets about, hopefully not, would be your partner. So if you are regretting saying yes to getting married, regretting being with this person, that's obviously a way bigger thing than just, oh, you know, buy a new veil, that'll make things better. Like you really you really want to be sure that you are with the person that you want to marry uh, before you marry them. Uh, understanding that, of course, nobody is perfect. No relationship is perfect. You're going to have to put in some work. There's going to be things that you are not going to totally love and adore about your partner, but they should make you happy. They should be someone that you do want to spend the rest of your life with. And if you're having any worries, any any doubts, any anything like that, you know, I'm not a therapist, um, but but find one. It is not, it is not a problem. It is totally normal to have, you know, cold feet and and worries. And it's something you want to deal with before you get married. It is way easier to call off an engagement or end a relationship than it is to end a marriage. Like that is a ton more paperwork, more expensive, uh, more public thing that you would have to do. So definitely um, make sure that you're feeling super, super confident and have no regrets when it comes to the person you're going to marry. Because even if everything else goes to crap, you had to downsize, you had to postpone you had to go virtual you hate your outfit your decor isn't your style anymore the venue is ugly your dj is late the baker no-showed as long as at the end of the day you get to marry the person that you are so in love with that you want to spend the rest of your life with then truly you have nothing to regret Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it. And I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review. Follow along so you don't miss the next episode and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers.